You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you, night of Florida's first scrimmage, first spring scrimmage under Billy Napier. Yeah, you guys know I wasn't going to go by without an episode too long on that. Do it Thursday night. Do it Friday morning. Eh. I'm going to help you guys out. If you're, if, you're, if you're driving around Friday morning, you got this episode now. So no sleep. <laughs> Pretty much I'll get this thing recorded on Thursday night. Uh, not too long after Billy Napier speaks to the media after the first scrimmage. And lots to get into. Injuries are piling up already for the Gators, affecting somewhat how Billy Napier is attacking Spring practice, the first scrimmage. We'll get into all that. Multiple multiple positions affected. We'll get into all that right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. And a little bit of scrimmage notes. Not much out there by the time I'm recording right here. Uh, so then I'll get it out there. Uh, Any more, just follow on social media. Follow, go to Gators Breakdown Plus. We'll talk uh, anything that comes out about the scrimmage. Uh, even more detail there. Before we move on, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out right here on Gators Breakdown. All these episodes coming at you during spring football. Hey, I just uh, give us a like. Really goes a long way. And check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. All right, so just starting with uh, Billy Napier's opening statement. Uh, said he was proud of the effort he saw out there in the first scrimmage. Execution needs to improve, but he's seeing bright spots. Uh, there are opportunities to teach, but really pleased with the overall organization and approach from the players. Napier says this first set of installation is simpler so they can evaluate the personnel. Don't put too much on them to where they're thinking instead of playing. He wants to see right now more physical ability at this stage of the install. There will be more installed for the second scrimmage, but a simplified approach for this scrimmage 
was needed as Napier learns this team. So there you go. That was kind of his opening statement about the scrimmage. Look, I'm kind of limited on the sound. You know, Florida limits me to about three minutes of what I can share here. So there's a lot more important stuff to get to as far as what Billy Napier had to say. And the most important thing he had to say right after his opening statement was, most importantly, he says the Gators got out relatively healthy from the scrimmage. And, oh, boy, did that need to happen when Billy Napier goes into even more detail about the injuries Florida are dealing with right now. So let's start with the big story from this past week and the injuries at the tight end position. You know, obviously when you have three guys get injured, you know, scholarship players at a position that's already a little bit of thin, that throws a little wrench in your plans. But I would say this. Um, Dante Zanders, right? Dante Zanders has moved from defensive line to tight end and has really done well. And there's no question in my mind that he not only is going to be able to play, but I think the guy can do it, do his job, right? So he, he has been um, a godsend to some degree relative to his ability. He's really bright. He's picked it up quickly. I mean, he's able to go out there and execute. Um, so... You know, we're thin there. You know, we got a defensive tack, two defensive tackles that are over there. We got a long snapper that's taking reps. So that's an area on our team where uh, we anticipated potential depth issues. We signed three. Uh, you know, we also had injuries. So we're thin. Thin. Thin that tied in and even thinner. Billy Napier let us know that tight end Gage Wilcox is potentially career-ending injury. He did not let us know what that injury was when he was speaking to us, but a, a bit of news coming out of uh, right after the scrimmage. We had you know, Wilcox has not been seen at practice uh, about the last two two weeks, uh, past, the, past the first few practices, uh, and Napier did share with us potentially career-ending injury uh, when discussing the tight end position. Uh, hadn't been at practice. And look, that extends the issue from earlier this week, the report of Nick Elksness and Jonathan Odom both missing spring due to injury as well. Billy Napier confirms that. So good thing you hear Napier lauding Dante Xanders at, at the position. And at least Xanders has some experience at the position before. Uh, you know, he made that switch to defensive end. Now he comes back to tight end. And right now, you look at it, it's imperative. Keon Zipper stays healthy the rest of the spring going into the season as he'll, you know, he'll be gaining a lot of experience this spring at uh, this tight end position. By all reports, he's doing pretty well, handling all that pretty well. Um, Napier, you can kind of tell, and we'll get into a little more, more detail coming in uh, as, you know, some of these other injuries, but you can tell he, he's not going to want to have to rely on the freshmen coming in the fall so much, Hanson, Boardingham, Livingston, and guys that, you know, they've bounced around. Uh, he says good thing about Xanders, but you got Xanders and Keeter behind Keon Zipperer right now. And that's a lot of not, – not, that's not a lot of experience when you start looking at it. If Elksness and Odom have any hang-ups – and about trying to bounce back from injury. Hopefully they bounce back fast enough to where it is. They should be available in the fall. But we hope they bounce back and kind of give us the 
the three that we we saw getting most of the tight end playing time. You know, before spring started, we all started pointing out at Keon Zipper, Nick Elksness, Jonathan Odom. Those are the three we we, we tied in. So as long as those guys are back by fall, you know, they'll be a little behind. But that's still the best case scenario for Florida when you look at who's on the current roster. But good thing to hear that that Napier's happy with Xanders. And if he's happy with him at the end of spring, then you know that gives Florida the fourth option that have at least played college football. So there are numbers where you know numbers say the transfer portal. May not be an absolute need at tight end, but given these injuries, given the lack of experience, and that's one position you still take a look at. <laughs> uh, Napier could elect to bring in you know more experience, more college experience, just in case the worst happens with those injuries, and he's not forced to play freshman. And look, no doubt he'll he'll adapt the game plan, but it, it sure would be nice to have a, a a full playbook to play along with right now. He gets into that about how much they've had to adjust spring practice. But, you know, having that option of being able to go two tight ends when he wants to, it'd be nice right now. Uh, installing this game plan would be nice for the whole offense. You know, it's not just the tight ends that are affected here. It's the quarterback in the, in, in the play calling. The quarterback in the rapport with the tight ends. Offensive linemen with extra tight ends on the field. Running backs running behind tight ends. So there you go, Billy Napier catching us up on all the storyline of tight ends. But not the only, not the only place right here. So Billy Napier goes into the offensive line, kind of the numbers there. This is a little bit based on experience as well, but it goes on to detail some more positions that are dealing with some injuries. I think it's a position where we've got a handful of players that can play, you know, and then I think – um, every team, I mean, every every position on our team, um, we need more players, right? We need more depth. I think the offensive line is a reflection of the entire team, right? I mean, we have a pretty good first group we can put out there. I mean, if you really evaluated the team relative to experience, this is a very inexperienced team, right? After the first team, if you look at the experience, number of plays that a lot of these guys have played, they haven't played any. Right, so uh, we have very uh, a lot of work to do, you know, to develop that second and third group. Inside backers, a room that's very thin as a result of some few guys being banged up there. Um, safety room is thin as a result of a few guys being banged up there. Um, you know, we're lucky. I mean, we're we're just a couple of players away here from not being able to practice the way we want to. We probably didn't do. 25 to 30 plays that we typically would do, if that makes sense. You know, uh, we don't have a third group right now, if that makes sense. You know, we got a first and second group. Uh, so basically eliminated the third group. Um, you know, and then you got a lot of players that are getting, I mean, a lot of players are taking advantage of opportunities, right? So, um, you know, with challenges comes opportunity, right? You could sit around and complain about these things, but to me, um, you know, I see opportunity, and that's, that's the approach that we're going to take. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Definitely a good approach to take there, but man, you can now see some of the issues and uh, maybe just how hard it will be uh, this spring as Billy Napier installs you know, his, his culture, his offense, his Patrick Tony's defense uh, this spring and just how difficult uh, it may be and position injuries. And, you know, and I hate to keep doing it, uh, but, you know, one reason we harp on recruiting so much and look, these injuries aren't Billy Napier's fault. The, the, these injuries aren't Dan Mullen and, and his staff's fault, but you'd sure not be able to fill these holes, these injuries, these holes that are caused by injuries with better and more proven depth. Recruiting was hardly at the level to create comp- uh, you know, high-level competition the last few years. You know, hardly at a level to be to, to really be able to count on players to fill in without a huge drop-off. And extend that to the, the the message we always knew coming out of relying on seniority too much, and that def- that that affected depth, uh, the development. Young guys not getting playing time in blowouts of games. Younger guys not getting meaningful game reps, even not even blowouts. You know, we we thought we all thought we'd see those running backs a good bit more <laughs> last year. Uh, Lingard and Bowman. Nope, nope, nope. You know, so still stuck with the, the the older guys. It was a issue all over the team, defense as well. You know, and now I think feeling the effects of it. Uh, a, a bit recruiting at not at the level. So you don't have a lot of players you can really count on to go out there and, and, and perform at a high level and lack of development. A good thing is as more guys are getting reps. Now some of the develop, more development can come into play here and develop those guys that need the reps. And we've heard how different practice is right now. More reps are being taken by some of the, everybody gets the same reps. The way practice is structured, everybody gets the reps. It's a great way to build depth. Great way to build experience. But him pointing out, Napier pointing out that, look, like the offensive line, we, I think if you think about it, okay, yeah, we got seven offensive linemen. That's about it. You'd love to have, you know, what, 12 offensive linemen you can count on? They don't get me wrong. Not every team out there is able to do that. That's that, that pretty difficult. You have to recruit at a level for a few years before you can get to that level. But the University of Florida, you should be able to, to have more offensive linemen and second-stringer offensive linemen to be able to be counted on. But as he said, that's an issue of the whole team. At least for Florida's sake, for Florida's roster at quarterback, Anthony Richardson, he's the only one that's taking snaps for you. Running back, kind of different there. And that's one reason we were so high in that position. Wide receivers as a group, okay, you got Shorter, Whittemore, Henderson, making up a huge bulk of the snaps in that grouping. Defensive line, we've already went over that. You got Dexter in the middle, 
not much else besides him proving production. Defensive end, we hope Antoine Powell can come up and not necessarily push Brenton Cox, but give him a breather, give him some good depth, like we talked about in the last episode. Avoid somewhere all as well if he can get, you know, bounce back and get healthy. Linebacker, you got Ventro Miller, and then I mean we're hearing some good things about the other guys, but once again, it's the experience part of it. There's not a lot. You got Ventro Miller and okay. Scooby, nope. Wingo toward the end of last year. DeWan Black, oh, we wanted to see him a whole lot more last year. Secondary, you know, you can kind of go both ways. Marshall got a whole lot of experience last year, last year. Trading, of course, Rashad Torrance. Yeah, you got some experience. Travez, I mean, you know, secondary. Napier says they're fighting some injuries back there at the safety position. It's okay, so maybe some younger guys are getting some more playing time there. But, you know, secondary's got a lot of bodies. Pretty good experience back there, too. But for the most part, he's right. You've got a level here, and you got a level down here. There's not much in between. So what does that mean? Injuries. Not a lot of depth. Not a lot of depth that can be counted on. Not a lot of development. Probably means Florida's got to hit that transfer portal. Here's Billy Napier on that thought. We live in a new era, right? I mean, it's certainly um, this is a new way of operating in college football, right? We took over a program. Um, we've had a number of things that have caused attrition on our team. I mean, we're literally going to give five walk-on scholarships this spring, right? So, and we have um, we have spots available, right? So. Um, University of Florida, you can anticipate us being very aggressive in the portal this spring. Uh, we need players. And, um, you know, I think the approach is going to be, um, you know, acquire as many good players as we can at any position, right? So, um, you know, we, we're thin and, and we need help in a lot of different spots. We anticipate doing a lot of business and uh, we're looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, man. It's gonna be busy. I mean, this is this is a another part of the off season with the transfer portal, uh, and the more we get used to it, it's just going to. I mean, look, the transfer portal is already setting records every off season. All right, more players in the portal than ever before, and now you know you go you're going to go through spring. A lot of guys are going to find out where they are on depth charts all across the country, at Florida as well. Guys will be transferring out. Florida will be looking guys to transfer in, and already you know it's on the mind. Of Billy Napier and the staff. But as he said, the University of Florida, they're going to be giving away five scholarships to walk on. And credit to those guys, they've earned it. But should that really be the case? Should that be happening at the University of Florida? No, it should not be. So you look at Florida's roster for sure, it'll be guys transferring out, not happy with playing time, not happy with where they're at on the depth chart. After it all shakes out and plays out. No, Billy Napier says it. Obviously. Going to need to go get some as well. We'll see how the numbers shake out. <laughs> you know, with, those numbers are crazy counters and countbacks. And of course, you got to be at that 85. But we got to remember, you know, that those first seven transfers can be a clean swap number for number. So if you lose seven, you can replace them with seven in that 25, so it basically gives you 32. 
But then after that, you know, they start counting against the recruiting class. Florida had eight players leave, if you count Emory Jones, while bringing in Jack Miller, Osiris Torrance, Waits, Johnson, Kimber, you know, five there. So unless I'm missing something, there are only two spots there in the transfer portal where it won't count against Florida from guys that have transferred out and guys that are coming in. So very, very interesting storyline to watch there. Who will Florida go target? I mean, you look at the positions. Tight end, we've already discussed. Defensive line, you guys know over and over again. I've been speaking about that this spring. I'll go get somebody there. Wide receiver, if you can go get a big playmaker wide receiver. Probably more for – if you can get an experienced wide receiver as well uh, for, for some depth. I mean, <laughs> you start looking at it. You start looking at it. You can start to pinpoint where Florida would be looking, what positions they'll be looking at targeting in the transfer portal. I, you have to go get somebody in the middle of the defensive line. I, I I don't. I can't stress that enough. Maybe linebacker, tight end for sure. Yeah, it's probably just a one-year stopgap guy for the tight end position because of the numbers you're recruiting that you recruited there. We started. We we saw them probably. No, the Wilcox injury happened a couple couple weeks ago. The other injuries happened. You started seeing more targets in the recruiting world for the class of 2023 after bringing in and signing three last cycle. One more for the next one. Or more targets for the next one already. And I still think you're going to get them in the transfer portal as well. So you can start really looking at positions far as really going to need to shore up where they'll start looking for help for this coming up season. All right, so that'll do it there for the sound from Billy Napier. It was kind of the highlights from the way I saw it, but let's get into some more positions right here. Napier says as far as the quarterback position goes in the scrimmage that he wanted to see better situational play. There were a couple of critical situational errors, but thinks that's part of it because you know, just how they've practiced so far. Everything up to this point has been compartmentalized, he said. It's a different setting in the scrimmage and piecing together play after play. Said he was with, I mean, I'm happy about this one too. Said he was happy with the quarterbacks protecting the ball. Only one turnover, one, only one turnover. That was from one of the younger quarterbacks. But a lot of good from the scrimmage, says Billy Napier. A lot of teachable moments. And it was a so-so performance in the scrimmage. Nothing really jumping off the page, but taking care of the football. You know, while learning, installing an offense, to me, big plus. Uh, these guys need to you know, get more, get get used to the offense, get more comfortable in it so they can start letting the ball fly. But there's uh, kind of what the uh, first scrimmage brought to the quarterbacks there, running backs, getting more consistent, says Billy Napier. They need to do the other things. They want to see the field Says too many people think that position is just get the ball and go. Napier points out footwork, eye discipline, knowing protections, knowing a route tree. 
He sees this room getting better. Wants to see them play winning football. Keep hearing in the scrimmage this week in practice as well. Montreal Johnson coming along, getting used to the offense at Florida. Yes, he was used to it at Louisiana, but he's getting used to this pretty much similar offense at Florida and getting just used to Florida, getting used to SEC speed. Lorenzo Lingard piling up some plays as well. Demarcus Bowman, home run threat. <laughs> so this consistency is getting there. The other side of the ball, defense, Jervon Dexter. It was a little slow start to spring practice for Dexter. Not so much anymore. <laughs> He's been pretty much dominating the last few days. That continued in the scrimmage. And also the position group that we've discussed a whole lot of needing to take that next step because the talent is there. It's a linebacker position. Ventro Miller, while not practicing a lot, had a really nice scrimmage. The one black has had a maybe from everything I can gather from talking to other people as well, may be the player of the spring so far on defense from short portions of open practice and talking to people who would, who would know the one black really showing out continued in the scrimmage. Derek Wingo making good plays in the scrimmage as well. So the linebacker, the linebacker unit, all three of those guys making plays in the scrimmage. Continuing a good spring at that position. Black continues to be here. He continues to be an issue in passing lanes, gets his hands on the ball, creates turnovers. You love to hear it. For a position group that needs to improve so, so much. All right, this is going to be a shorter episode. As I said, put it together for you guys not long after Billy Napier's press conference after the first scrimmage. So there you go, getting you caught up, getting you updated. As I said, there's more notes, news and notes from the scrimmage start, maybe even filtering out. We'll discuss it mostly on Gage Breakdown Plus Discord. But, of course, you guys can follow me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Do a lot of discussion there as well. But plenty, plenty of spring coverage on Gators Breakdown. If you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, there's been a lot this week. I think this is the fourth episode this week. So keep bringing it to you guys. Take advantage of football season. Spring football, not too much longer. It'll be going away. And then what we'll get? We'll get, well, Billy Napier even said it. We'll get transfer portal. We'll get preseason magazine talk. Then it won't be long. I mean, we'll be in April right now. May, preseason magazine talk. Go to July, I'll get SC Media Days. I mean, moving along pretty fast here. Moving along pretty fast. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gator Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gator Breakdown.